Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, my name's Nick. Hello, I'm Woogie. We are the Mouth of Manliness. This is a podcast all about uh, mental health. But it's not just mental health. Um, it's kind of about people's lives and about uh, how they cope and how they manage in the world. Yeah, and digging into the stories that make them who they are. Yeah, so it's real life stories um, where we talk about things that people have been through and how they've managed and how they've coped and how they've come out the other side. So sometimes it's just me and Woggie here, but more often than not we're talking to guests, uh, sometimes more well-known guests, but... More often than anything, it's um, just normal people who have been through um, interesting situations. Yeah, and they've all got a lovely story to tell. Yeah, so mouth and manliness, we are about mental health, but we're more about people and stories. So, welcome to the mouth. The mouth of manliness. This is the Welcome to the mouth of manliness. Welcome back. Another podcast for season three. Um, coming in your ears. Yes, yes. Sounds rude. Sounds lovely. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Me, Nick, and um, I'm, Wargy. I'm Wargy, yes. Uh, are here. <laughs> and um, we've got a lovely guest today, Holly, from the band Berries. Thanks for coming on. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's, I tell you, um, in in the, the recordings we've been doing lately, we've been very lucky to have um, a few women on the show, which means um, it's called Mouth and Manliness is uh, is a right treat, really, for yeah. us. Um, so yeah, we have had women before, but um, but yeah, so thank you very much. No, thank you. I did check out all your episodes before because I was like. Maybe they just think I'm a man, you know. Maybe that's it. Maybe I've just been <laughs> invited on, and I should double check. Yeah, just make sure. No, no, it's no I didn't think that. <laughs> no, 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 it's all good. How's how's things for you, Holly? How are you getting on? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Thanks. I mean, you know, as as good as can be. Um, yeah. How are you guys? Yeah, it's it's an interesting sort of weird bubble of life, sort of slowly getting back to normal, I guess. Like knocking about. We've been making lots of music, making lots of noise podcasting for millions of other people as well as ourselves yeah it's been quite good good fun really cracking on i like all your guitars in the background and bass and yeah it looks like you're in a really cool place 
yeah, <laughs> we're in my studio. Uh, yeah, my cave. I, uh, at the moment, I work in here. I'm in here all day. Yeah. And now I'm in here in the evenings. But it's cool because if I'm working, I can, um, like, if I get bored, I can just play guitar for a bit. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm quite happy with it. And, um, yeah, I had the vaccine as well. So I am yeah. safe. Yeah. Well, it's a fabulous thing. I haven't I've, had my second one yet, but no. I'm relatively safe. And I live in a household where everyone else has had a vaccine, and I have tests all the time, so it's mm. fabulous. <laughs> so we get to hang out. Do you know what I mean? Like, not, how's that? Have you seen anybody? Have you been like? Have you? Has your social interaction getting on? You're right. It's loads of zooms. I mean, I've been a couple of my friends live quite close to me, so we've been going for some walks. And uh, but you know, it's it's just one of those. You can't. We stopped one time and then got approached by the police. So then, right. since then, we were sort of like, okay, keep moving. <laughs> Blimey, what area are you in? Whereabouts yeah, are, where you? are you? Walthamstow. Have you been in the, the old cinema there? Yeah, what they turned into the, the Murph. Was it the Murph, the pub, the, the cinema? Uh, no, actually, we moved in lockdown, so we've not really done much. <laughs> oh, God. oh, if you get a chance, it's right up. Uh, by uh, it's on Ho Street. by the big road. Yeah, Ho Street. Yeah, it's a big old one. I went there and I saw um, Damo Suzuki from uh, um, Krautrock band. Yeah, yeah. yeah, from Cannes, the massive yeah. Krautrock band. Yeah, and it was oh, massive, yeah. and it was a beautiful place, real yeah. Art Deco, amazing. Yeah, it's amazing, beautiful. We were in this tiny little room at the back, and it was one of the most intense musical experiences of my life. Yeah, he's unreal. Just wails, just wails, and it's like. Yeah. Just blast. Check it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Damo Suzuki is unreal. I saw him at, what was it, Cafe Otto in Dalston. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that might that, have been. That little one. Was that a Krautrock karaoke night? Yeah, it was, yeah. Oh, yeah. Krautrock karaoke is brilliant. Like, night. First of Moors in the audience and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, so, because he lives in Dalston, right? So. I do love Dalston. We moved from Hackney to Walthamstow, so. Yeah, nice. Nice. That's right, yes. Yeah. I mean, it was nice to get out of our one bedroom. Little place. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. So, do the rest of the band live near you then? Um, Lucy does. She lives about three minutes away. <laughs> uh, but Lauren doesn't know she lives south, 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 south. Yeah, we're in Essex. We are. We are we're, currently. We're, we're very. Yep. Well, she's closer than that, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like Essex. Essex is nice. Yeah, it's decent. So, did you. Uh, I was reading. Um, uh, Anthea sent me over a little kind of a uh, biog and that. Um, and but are, are you from Norfolk? Am I right? Yeah, me and Lauren. Yeah, so me and Lauren, the bass player, we're from Kings Lynn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got family in Norfolk. Oh, have you? Yeah. I, I tell you what, a lot of people like I've got had a few friends who've moved from here to Norfolk. Hmm. Yeah, I do really miss it at the minute. Actually, when you're when you're away, it's sort of a. I mean, growing up there, you know what it's like. You just kind of oh only two venues that do music and once you've played those 8,000 times you know you want to expand slightly but no I do really miss it a lot uh, just the nice just green space really. <laughs> Is that what brought you to London then? Yeah I mean um, we I think we me and my girlfriend we planned to move to London when we were at uni um, sort of just decided that it would be a cool place to live and then just, uh, I think we uh, just stayed on my friend's sofa for two weeks and then both got jobs uh, on Tottenham Court Road. So we, we <laughs> were sort of different shops at the different ends of Tottenham Court Road and we did that for about six months and then we kind of got slightly better paid jobs and then moved into our actual own 
sort of rented our own room, got out of my friend's sofa and moved to our own place. <laughs> so did you go to university in London? No, we went in uh, Leeds. Oh, really? Cool. I played in Leeds. Yeah, I do love Leeds. Leeds is a cool city. Yeah, so going from Kings Lynn, I, I felt like I was too kind of a, almost too nervous to go to London. You know, London is just so huge and massive. So I was like, Leeds, Leeds will be like a nice stepping stone to London. Yeah, yeah, sure. I won't get so lost. So, so did the band form in Leeds and then all move to London or, or did you move to London and then form the band? Yeah, exactly. We, we moved, I moved to London and then met Lucy and then Lauren, uh, I knew Lauren was coming to London. We needed a bass player and I was like, I mean, Lauren's an amazing guitarist, actually. Yeah. I sort of approached her with the idea that she could possibly play bass and now she's yeah. never looked back. <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? Like we've got articulation in guitar. I find like it crosses over quite well to bass for certain genres. And like, and how like, I mean, I saw like a couple of bits of you, you playing and it's like, you, you've got a very cool, articulate style in terms of the way you play. So it's, it's, it's how I approach. Yeah, I, I it. Said, uh, it's interesting. I, I, it. I was watching one of your videos today mm. uh, and you've got, uh, I've got the same guitar as you, like the Fender. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, and I was, li- and I was watching like you playing and I was like, plays like you <laughs> yeah nice yeah nice. We, should to- we should totally jam <laughs> yeah, yeah. for real like, this is it yeah. you know like yeah. uh, uh, not, there's no strumming it's like yeah right, and there's lots going on yeah it's amazing that's it that's, oh, I, I love that sort I'll of have like, to check out your stuff now I'll have to uh... yeah yeah it was, <laughs> it's time for this it's time for collaborations all day long this is going to happen yeah. I swear <laughs> that's the way that's great so what's your what's your guitar heroes um I always say like um, it's, I always feel like whenever I say this guy, everyone always goes, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, everyone's guitar hero is him. But Jimi Hendrix, you know, Jimi Hendrix is my guitar hero. And Carrie Brownstein from Sleater Kinney. Yeah, nice, yeah. I really hear Sleater Kinney, actually, in, oh, in, nice. your, in your sound I massively. I, I did think that. It's like, yeah, it's definitely there. It's definitely. Oh, that's a big, big compliment. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> and, nice. Uh, I'm real, Shante, yeah. definitely. Yeah, of course, of course. A guitar tone, for real. Can hear that as How well. How about yeah. you? <laughs> yeah, uh, my, mine's a mix of um, Graham Coxon, early Blur, nice. the sort of mm-hmm. weird, like very just straight through the amp noise. Um, uh, Omar Rodriguez Lopez from At the Driving, because yeah, he again is that guy that you don't really have two guitarists in a band with that sort of guitar sound, do you? Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's mm-hmm. you do enough. He's a frenetic player, yeah. and, and he's really good friends with John Frusciante as well, isn't he? Yes, he is. Yeah, exactly. Like they Perfect. They, Mars Volta, they, they did some stuff together, right? Yeah. I'm sure. And um, also Russell Lissack from Block oh, Party. Sorry, yes, Block Party. He's, oh, he's amazing, yes. and he's in. Um, what was it? Uh, uh, what's the other? Um, yeah, good. What's the band he's in at the moment? Oh, um, uh, Nova Cup. Nova yes, Cup, yeah, because yeah, the girl, the girl, the singer in that band is amazing. I think she's really, really cool. Her songwriting approach is amazing, and he sort of does the same block party sort of shit behind her. But it's, it just sounds wicked, doesn't it? Yeah. The riffs that like uh, "Hunting for Witches" is one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> big tune, isn't it? Absolute big tune. And he probably plays his pedals as well, doesn't he? Yeah, man. Like, I like that about This is it. This is it. It's the way. <laughs> we could geek out about this all yeah, night, I basically. Right? I, <laughs> I was about to say, I love how you can't ever see his face. It's just like that fringe, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you've seen him. He went from like... And He's like, quite buff. Suddenly, so I went to watch them in Dublin for their like reunion tour for Silent Alarm. And he was like oh, a skinny kid with all the Nintendo stickers and his long hair. And now he's like this. 
He's like He Man jacked up. Oh, it's like, I've not seen shit. them. Li- I've not seen him live for ages. I've not seen the band, his new band either. I've just heard them, so I've not seen his new image. <laughs> Keely, Keely looks like um, like a bit like an Earth he's Mother now. Well, he's sort of got. He's, he's got. Like he was always quite hench, to be man. fair, but. So they're a very attractive band. I'm like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's just I just remember being at a block party show in Norwich and this girl I was standing next to, like Kelly just like leant over and she just ripped his shirt right off of him. All the buttons went flying everywhere. <laughs> That's very bold, isn't it? It is a bold move, yeah. No, I know. I was pretty shocked, to be honest. <laughs> I think he was as well. <laughs> this is it. This is it, you know. <laughs> I've never seen Block Party. It's one of the bands I've never seen. Great band live, man. Like, Amazing. Uh, my mate um, had Russell on his podcast, uh, hmm. and like, I think we get on like a, he's like a massive yeah. Pumpkins fan. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we get on like a house on fire because I'm a huge Pumpkins fan. Yeah, man. Can, All day long. Can tell by the James uh, pedal board. He got, he's got so Nick has got so many pedals. It's amazing. Yeah, no, I like to think of myself as more of a Billy Colgan. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. No, he was wicked, wasn't he? I forgot his surname. The James guy. Ehar. Ehar, that's it. Yeah, he, he's another another good like, guitar hero. I remember uh, I've got um, I've got two kids, and my daughter when she was really young, um, uh, we like I used to take her swimming, mm. and I used to I used to uh, teach her the names of all the people in my favourite bands. <laughs> nice. And I like, get her to say him back, and she liked James Ehar because she go Ehar, Ehar, nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. And, and now, like, I'll be like, Mia, name me all of the Beatles. <laughs> and, like, she don't remember so much now. There's, there's nothing like direct influence. Is there? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, the funny thing is, though, with, like uh, kids now, like uh, they, she just consumes music through TikTok. Yeah, which is weird, but yeah. No, it's cool TikTok. Yeah, it's a funny one. Um, yeah, still need to get on TikTok to be honest. Yeah, I, <laughs> well, this yeah. is the thing. Like, I'm just confused about like about images of like quite young girls dancing to whatever song, and I, I'm just a bit like I don't know, man. Like that, that that whole thing. I've got like two young girls, and it's like I might my daughter, my, my eldest is ten, and, I, and she's at that point where she thinks she's eighteen already, and it's beautiful, right? And it kills me because i still treat her like a child and i shouldn't she's a child but not you know i still treat her like a baby i think is, is the point yeah. and uh, i mean she's only 10 yeah, yeah. but she's got such a de- <laughs> definitive sense of identity though which i love i love about it she's very she's got an alternative outlook on life similar to that as i did as a kid but she also knows absolutely fucking everything <laughs> and, and it's like and i imagine i was that kid too right because i was but it's yeah i don't know it's just interesting because She's got an Instagram account, but it's quite shielded. I just don't want her to see like horrible shit and and and, and like or or just inappropriate stuff. Like you don't need to be sexualized all the time. Like yeah, no yeah. one does. It's just I don't know, man. I've yeah, got I've got my own thoughts about there. it. You hit on something there, and um, and it was something I think I read uh, in the bio for for you guys as well, Holly. Uh, like uh, about the. Um, the, the idea that uh, women are presented mm. a certain way through social media. Yeah, man. Uh, and unreal. how it's impossible to live up to. Like, I mm. follow a few people who, um, uh, a few, like, women who've got mental health problems who are quite open about, like, mm. bipolarity and that kind of thing. Uh-huh. And they're, and they, they're kind of really right, I'm going to show the opposite, you know, I'm not going to show that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, yeah, I love that. Um, but 
uh, it's like, I was thinking, why can't I get any followers? You know, like trying to boost your <laughs> kind of profile, hoping that, uh, like, you know, make the podcast more, like, so more people hear about us. Yeah. And then there was this uh, guy um, who's a bit of like, uh, uh, he, tells, uh, he suggests people that are like how you can be bigger. And he was like, give up. Unless you're like a woman and you're scantily clad, you're not going to get. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Yeah, which is fucked in terms. I mean, it's just so, like. So, yeah. I mean, how, how have you guys found it, right? As, yeah, as, it's really so, so, I'm a male, 37. Influenced pure, mostly at the start of my music career by females, right? My mum and, and everything else, right? That's just... But I only ever saw him as, like, a direct influence. Bjork is, like, my biggest famous... Like, I love her to, to, to beyond anything. Kate Moss. Not Kate Moss. Kate Bush. Not, let me just start it again for the edit. Kate Bush <laughs> as well. <laughs> um, and, and, like, listening to those records as a kid. And it's like... As a male, like, you just assume that, yeah, whatever. But not... And then being in music industry seeing how, like, chauvinistic and standardly obvious men can be in that environment. Yeah. So, like, how how have you found, like, succeeding and trying in this industry as a, as a female band? Yeah, it's interesting. Right? Yeah. I mean, oh, it's a big question. It's, you know, we've had it from, I feel like, as soon as you decide that you want to even play a musical instrument, you have, you know, and you're a woman, yeah. And it's if it's guitar, drums, bass, especially, I feel, I don't know why it sort of is this thing where it's sort of the men's instruments. I don't know where that idea I'm comes not, from. I'm not, like, honestly, I don't get it. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's basically, uh, it, you come up against it throughout every point of your career and education. And, you know, even at uni, we came up against it. But I think with the band, we've noticed it mostly... Um, with with guys in the audience, they'll just uh, they'll come up and they'll you know they're trying to give you a compliment and I'll go, you know what? Me and my mates had bets on how crap you were going to be, yeah. on how absolutely rubbish you lot when you got up there and you plugged in your instruments. We we had bets that you were going to absolutely burn, like you know, crash down. And then we were like, and then it's like, oh, but actually, I was really pleasantly surprised. And you weren't totally like complete crap <laughs> and you're standing there yeah. and you're like thank you <laughs> I don't know. do you know what I mean <laughs> I was going to say I hope you told him to fuck off that is quite it's shocking like, isn't it like yeah. you're almost you're, like, like you're instantly facing a prejudice just for being women playing instruments and you get up on stage and you know you just you're getting yourself ready and we get wolf whistles you know Oh, 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 here we go. What's what's happening here? All the time. Just because it is, especially when we play out of like London, for example, when we have sort of, we know quite a lot of people who come to our shows and stuff and they'd never do that here. But when we play out to different cities, definitely that can happen quite a bit. But then you just have to, you know. Yeah, but then if you just <laughs> smash your gig, tell them to fuck off and then yeah. crack on, it's cool, yeah, right? So you, you. Like, you, you have to because people are idiots unfortunately and there's that that and you know that they exist in society you know what it I, amazes me though man like, i would literally punch someone I'm if they did it to my daughter i'm like, amazed <laughs> that you kind of hit that prejudice before mm. you even plug in yeah like, real. I, I am actually quite shocked by that mm. yeah it can be pretty um like yeah you know you just want to get on do the gig have a great time so when you're just getting up there doing you know if we were a band of blokes they'd just be like 
it wouldn't be that ca- the case at all. Yeah, just impressive. But as if, as if, like, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, I've, I've been very fortunate to play around the world, like, and, and get like, amazing, really great. Every time I get on stage, it's hard enough. Like, everyone gets some form of nerves. Yeah, so to yeah. have that that level <laughs> of that as well is just a, it's just a, honestly, man, I can't. Yeah, Do you know what? It's it's like an it's like an angst. It makes you really angry, and yeah, sometimes that can be quite good. Right? And you're like, you know what? Yeah, right. Give me my amp, work. Let me plug it in. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing with being a guitarist. You can jump about and proper yeah, go for yeah, it, yeah. and on vocals, go mental and proper like di- yeah. direct any lyric that you have that is even even a percentage linked <laughs> to that arsehole in that front stage. Looking bang in the eye and say it. Do you know what I mean? It's like. That's, that's the thing though it's usually just the one asshole or the two yeah, assholes yeah. or i don't know you know it's it, it's not it's definitely not the majority of the crowd most of the crowd are just like oh okay this is this is cool you know let's see what's happening here and then they seem to get really into it which is great it's just that one one person in the audience and you know what it's not always men Fun no right right yeah <laughs> I mean, yeah they, yeah yeah really? yeah no it can be definitely we've had some hostile women I, d- I don't know why <laughs> and they're sort of like you know a bit of right. and a bit of faces like, just, just a little bit yeah, of jealousy there funny. perhaps maybe you know because uh like you're breaking the taboo you know is that is i wonder if there's a bit of that going on where it's like well i'm a woman yeah, and i like well, i have much to put up capable, shit all the know? time and you're yeah. breaking the taboo. Maybe it's jealousy. Yeah, exactly. Most women, I mean, as you can imagine, are just fully into it, absolutely loving it, supporting us. Most men, to be honest, as well. There really are only a few that we've come across. But when they, when you do come across it, it's pretty crappy, and you're like, no. Oh. <laughs> but it would affect you on a, on a. I mean, it's it's when you have like a, a show and things. I don't know, like every single show has its own little quirks. It might be you fuck up massively or, or something else happens or whatever, you know. And it's like, you remember, like, I remember towns, I think, and, and venues specifically for one thing that happened or whatever. And it scars your memory of things, you know. Yeah, and you'll always remember that one, you know, where somebody said something out of the hundred amazing gigs that no one said anything and everyone's loving it. You'll remember that one instance where one person just sort of rolled their eyes and said to his mate, you know, something derogatory that you can't hear because you're too busy shouting over them. But <laughs> but it's just so easy to be nice, isn't it? This is the thing. Like, it's just a lot easier to sort of divert your energy and make it a positive thing. My wife you know? and I were talking earlier uh, and it, she was saying she's been making a real effort to be really nice to everyone. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I'll do that. Mm. You know, like, <laughs> you just try and be really nice all the time. Yeah. And then and I was like... And it makes you feel quite good. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. makes you feel quite good. It lifts you up. Yeah. I think that's massively important. Like, d- during sort of these times, I mean, so have you, have you like, you, you've had sort of your friendship groups locally that you've been able to sort of, like, rely on and stuff and to sort of... Yeah. You know, it, it's... And it's I've, I've found that it's it's massively been hugely important, like, in terms of, like, supporting one another. But, like, not just on, like, a, you know, are you okay level, but, like, actually making sure... Because it's weird times, right? And yeah. like, I mean, if you're Crazy. creative, so you're able to use this time to sit with your guitar and write tunes, presumably. Because that's, do you know what I mean? It's a good use- twelve hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. And it's like I think that a lot of us in the creative industry are very, very lucky to be able to do that, right? Absolutely. But then oh, I've yeah. got friends that haven't phoned me for like twelve weeks because right. they they consider themselves all right at home. 
But it's like, yeah, but yeah, like... Yeah, they might be in a hole, though. That's the thing. You assume that someone's, mm. like, someone's not being very nice or they're looking after themselves. Mm. They might be in a hole themselves. Yeah, of course, of course, of mm. course. This is what I've come to realise. Yeah. So you kind of, like, if it goes through your head, mm. I wonder what's going on with so-and-so, mm. I'll send them a message. Yeah. How yeah, you getting yeah. on, mate? You all right? Yeah, you do. You, do, you do, do that. Yeah, you and do. And most people are like, no. Stop <laughs> <laughs> you know, messaging me. No. Yeah, yeah, leave me alone. I'm watching the Sopranos for the fifth time. Well, I made an effort and that's a good thing to do. It is. I just think it's been yeah, imperative yeah. to sort of have those conversations lately, which is sort of how mm. I ended up being a host on this show. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> so. it's, it's, yeah, it's nice. Like having those support networks and that and... Cool. What right. did you do at university, Holly? Uh, popular music and world music. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. quite interesting. It was a great degree. It doesn't actually exist anymore. They, <laughs> they've just yeah no they've they've cut my degree now. Um, so you had the music course, which was more sort of for the classically trained musicians, uh-huh. then more for the kind of popular music musicians who did yeah drum, bass, guitar. We had our special little course, which was. Yeah, it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Um, Simon Warner, um, one of the tutors there, and he's just, he basically has written every book on popular music. Mm. If you, yeah. Amazing. But he's a, yeah, a really interesting guy, really. Yeah, I love, love that course. It's funny, like, my only, my, I, my uh, in, introduction to world music was being, um, was like, uh, Cheers for Fears. Yeah, okay, nice. <laughs> and um, uh, who did Sledgehammer? Peter Gabriel. Peter Gabriel, yes. And that was like in the like when I was in like the like late eighties, early nineties when I got Sky and watched MTV. Mm-hmm. And then later, um, Damon Albarn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the Marley music stuff's really like quiet. Special, I felt. He's unreal, man. In, yeah, like, special, yeah. I'm such a massive, massive blower and an organ fan. Anyway. I met Damon Albarn uh, when I was about 18. Uh, we went to wow. a gig, we went to a gig in uh, at the Old Trout in Windsor, um, <laughs> and it, they just bought out their <laughs> second album, which I love to this day. Uh, and supporting them was Elastica before they got a record deal. Amazing. Yeah. And then afterwards, we hung around. Uh, they were they were like headlining in the second stage at Reading the next night, mm. uh, and we hung around and uh, got photos and that. And Damon signed my t-shirt. Oh, nice! And, uh, That's so great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a bit special. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And uh, I remember um, seeing uh, Graham Coxon had like a guitar flight case full of pedals. Yeah, and they were all boss. Uh, and he had like two or three of each. Yeah, yeah. And I always thought, that's what I want. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and then one day I did it. And it yeah. was awful. Yeah, <laughs> It was awful. I never, I just didn't use them. It's like, why? Why have I got four pedals yeah. of the same thing? That's a lot of, yeah, like that's, I'm very clumsy as well. So I'll sort of turn on like four pedals at a time by accident. <laughs> all sorts of crazy shit will happen. <laughs> yeah. I've stripped all of that back. Yeah. I use it. I yeah. only literally use a delay starter pedal. And then an amp. I don't use it on a tuner occasionally, yeah. <laughs> but that's it. I am loving that because everyone always says to me, oh, you never have enough pedals. So I have a Boss blues driver, 
yeah. delay and a boost, and that's it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pleased to hear that you. Are yeah, no, I, I only ever had like amp, an amp distortion, and I even stopped using the switch. I just yeah, yeah, just yeah. played harder. <laughs> like, and I've got to hear your stuff. You know, I think I'm going to love it. <laughs> You should uh, share the bricks stuff because yeah, it's so bricks. I was I'm, as a band, I'm a, in a band called Bricks, which is like a sort of hardcorey shouty thing. Yeah. Um, a little bit out of driving. Yeah, just very angry young yeah, man at one point. <laughs> um, and that's an album called uh, Between an Apology and an Observation. And then uh, and I'm now in a band called Broken Bricks, which is one of the members. And then uh, our our other co-writer Chrissy, who's got the most beautiful voice in the world ever and she's I feel uh, like i've heard of broken bricks yeah so you we play a lot in london uh we haven't actually we've we've had like stuff about but we haven't played really played camden any... rocks so, didn't you bricks played camden was... camden rocks and camden crawl and all sorts of other oh, stuff I've seen you, you know second yeah. ring the bell yeah maybe yeah we played we've definitely played about uh as bricks but broken bricks we've done like a few very small bits but our album's coming out this well it's meant to come out last year but now it's this summer but yeah, I'll send you some tracks and stuff. It'd be good. Yes, please. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. Yeah, it definitely sounds like my kind of thing. Yeah, amazing, amazing. I think so, what's good. going on with Berries in at the moment? Because I, I was, you did uh, like a launch and it, you did it all online, didn't you? Mm. I saw that. Oh yeah. So we, uh, well, yeah, we got signed by Extra Mile, which was yeah. really amazing because yeah, I mean, we were all obviously, as we still are, we were in lockdown and we sort of just sent over a just our, a single that we wanted to release um just being like oh you know if you fancy listening to this that'd be great yeah hi <laughs> you know one of those um and then they got back in lockdown yeah oh. i know who emails a, a label in lockdown and yeah <laughs> well, you know, well, we're all it works. struggling here and that's brilliant that's so good isn't it that's amazing <laughs> and then they got back and said do you want to have a video meeting and we were like absolutely you know <laughs> Uh, yeah, and that, it went from there, really. Um, so, yeah, they've just confirmed now, just signed us for the album. So, mad, mad. Ah, it's so it. good. It's so good. So, any any shows or anything soon, do you think? Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's a hard one. We're moving. We had sort of one plan for March, um, which was just um, it's at the Grace in London, which is like a headline show we were doing. So, we're going to now shift that back, maybe sort of July, September time, if shows are back by then. And yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> They will be. They will be. We'll get there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm itching to get out. I really am. Mm. Get, well, yeah, I'm really itching to go to the pub and drink. Yeah, that would be fun. And I <laughs> see the two people that I see. See, this hasn't been that weird for me, lockdown. I no. don't, like, I'm a bit of a homebody. I don't, mm. like, I, I see Warren, but he comes here anyway. Yeah, this is it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then I, I, I see like a couple of other people. One of my friends is like in Leightonstone. I go and see him. Uh, and then my mm. other friend, Champion, like we uh, we go gigs together. So we used to go to a lot of gigs. So we mm. haven't been to any gigs. So I haven't really mm. like, ring him, but that's it. So, um, yeah. But we did get Reading tickets the other day. Yeah. Oh, you saw it. It sold out. Nice. Is it sold out? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah, sold out in like three or four days, I think. Like the rest of it, it sold before, didn't it? From like, like oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. You got there in time. Yeah, yeah, I'm going. Looked him on my birthday, the <laughs> yeah. birthday that you forgot. I did. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> I bought him a card. I missed. It was last week, right? And I felt absolutely terrible for it. 
45. man. Yeah, yes. I'm getting well old. Killing it. It's good. Getting real old. Slaying life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. It's time it's, it's time in your rock and roll just yet. Do you know what I mean? That's it. <laughs> oh, that's so great, though. So in lockdown, you just sent your music over and they liked it and signed you. Yeah, I mean, everything got pushed back because of the pandemic. So we were meant to release it last last April. What, yourself? And then, yeah, yeah, we we're just going to self-release. But but then we just sort of pushed everything back. And it just didn't feel like the right time to release music. Um, and, it, yeah, it just wasn't – we just didn't feel like it was a good time to do it. And then we'd been sat on the single for absolutely ages. And then we just went, you know, to our manager, oh, you know, I've always loved Extra Mile. So I was like, let's just email it over to Extra Mile because it would be cool to see if they even like it or even if they're, you know, they might not even be working at the moment or anything. We don't know. Yeah. Let's just see what we'll see. Send it over. Nothing to lose. <laughs> no, exactly. They so are many. nice guys over there. Yeah, man. I've been a fan of that label for years. Like, literally since oh, that million, since Million Dead, basically. Since, like, Frank Turner's first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frank yeah. Turner's... First ever thing. Like, Frank I mean, Turner's been good to the podcast. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's a good man. It's the way. Good man. Good so, man. yeah, so you've got a record deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, Frank Turner is the nicest guy ever. Yeah. I proper fangirled over him when we, um, the label sort of said, come and, some, come and support Frank at a Nottingham, like a socially distanced acoustic thing. Yeah. And I met him, and I was just like, oh, and he was just like, oh, hiya. He's so normal, <laughs> isn't he? He really isn't. Yeah. He's, he's no, he just no chatted away. <laughs> Yeah, he's, an, he's a gent, man. He's, he's moved this way as well. Has he? Yeah, he moved to um, Colchester way. All right, cool. Yeah. Just go and give him a knock. <laughs> yeah, go around his house. <laughs> Pretty much so Extra Mile, well. uh, that's interesting, because Extra <laughs> Mile also signed Pet Needs, and they're my friends. Oh, uh, nice. Oh, yeah. Really love, really love Pet Needs. They sort of reached out and sort of like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. So we've just been chatting to them for ages. Not well, met them, but they really... seem great. <laughs> Yeah, they're really, really lovely. Yeah, I've got a lot of time for them. I oh, really it's beautiful. Have. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. So, uh, I, I was just kind of really into, I just love the idea of uh, moving to London, mm. starting a band, mm. and then kind of, you know, you're well on the way to making it, you know, like, mm. <laughs> it's something really romantic about it, isn't there it? There is, but also there's like, uh, it's the beauty of it is that it doesn't happen to everybody. Mm. So it's it's something to sort of really, really sort of like, like sit in and be like, this is fucking great. <laughs> like, and it, yeah, it's such a lovely thing, you know. A... Yeah, no, we absolutely just, I mean, yeah, obviously we started off playing absolutely empty venues to just, you know, my parents yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who were like, what's this crap? Bless them. <laughs> So yeah, just to just to even have an amazing label like Extra Mile, you know, show any kind of interest, let alone sign us, for us just absolutely means, you know, everything's very, very cool. When did you start playing guitar? Ooh, when I was about 12, I think. So, yeah, I just sort of, um, I wanted, it was funny actually, I took, um, I got obsessed with Jimi Hendrix. Um, my dad was like, my 12-year-old is obsessed with Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> And I took a couple haze along to my guitar teacher on our second lesson, and I, I was like, I, I want to learn this. He was like, Well, I'd actually prepared McFly for you, but we can learn this in about two years. And I was like, All right. 
Oh yeah, okay. Let's all right. Let's give McFly go then. No, I don't mind McFly, but. <laughs> you've got the uh, the Jimi Hendrix strat, haven't you? Like you've got the. Uh, uh, Such a wannabe. <laughs> oh, it's, the, it's the um, uh, Woodstock strat. Yes. Um, yeah. The, it's um. With a big. The Fender Roadhouse. It was um, a super funny story. That I mean, it we were playing in it pretty much a show in Camden at the Monarch and um, a guy from Fender was there randomly he was one of about 15 people in this crowd so he walks up at the end of the show and he's like oh I really enjoyed your show um, here's my card give me a message it's like okay this is all right let's let's message the Fender guy and then it was yeah the next day I just said you know thanks for the nice comments or whatever it's nice to meet you but then he got back and said oh I'd love for you to try out this guitar for us um can have your address on and send it over. No way! I was like, what? I was like, oh, okay, sure. And I, and I sort of thought, is this a wind-up? Is he, you know, is this a bit of a sort of piss take here? Um, and I said, okay, uh, well, how long do I sort of get to keep it for? And he went, no, no, keep it. Um, and he said, I just love to know what you give it. And so that's that guitar. This guy is so cool. I was like, uh, what and then about three days later this fender strat arrives at my flat and i'm like this is oh, really and you're going for nothing mm. yeah. no way yeah man I, I did um i i, I wanted the johnny marr uh jaguar so much mm. that um i did sigil magic <laughs> All right, that I got from uh, Grant Morrison, who's a comic yeah. book writer. Yeah. Quite an interesting character. He's well into Alistair Crowley. Uh, and then, and then miraculously, yeah. uh, I bought one. <laughs> 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 My wife agreed that I could um, uh, like get one on high purchase. Nice. Like type things. Right there, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Beautiful guitar. I don't really buy it that much. It looks nice, yeah. It looks re- I mean, I can only see the side of it, but it looks lovely. <laughs> White guitars, I love white guitars. See, I'm the total opposite. I like black guitars, all black guitars. Any guitar I've ever bought, I've, I've replaced the scratch plate. They're all they're just all matte black, like battered, covered in blood. Usually. So you're in a hard rock band. Do you like Biffy Cairo, or are they sort of not hard enough? <laughs> no, I'm into Biffy. Like I'm, yeah. I'm very fond. Of Biffy he's, he's, again, he's an amazing guitarist. Like, and the writing skills and are just amazing. Guitar player. He yeah, plays weird level. stuff. When yeah. he sings and plays like that, it's mad. Yeah, it's like I love that, like those techniques. It's like it's amazing. It's very really like art- the articulation in it, and the, but the song sensibility as well. Like cool shots yeah. and things like that. Are like I geek out on this shit for days. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's, and it's, they're so tight, aren't they? They're just yeah. This is a thing, man. It's a really good song, and he, he's got a really yeah, cracking voice. Yeah, I, I saw them like once at a V festival, and they came on about four o'clock, mm. uh, and they they came on tops off. And like all the songs were just spent up, yeah. And they played <laughs> like, yeah. like ferocious. Mm. Me and my wife were like, and it really went off in the crowd. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It was a really yeah. crowd, and like a yeah. very festival camping, and it went mental. Mm. And they were like, and I was just like, they're like caged animals, mm. and I was just so blown away by them. Mm. That I've ever since then I've been really into them. I really like them. I really rate them. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah, seeing, um, I saw them. Uh, was it festival or something? I did. They, they, yeah, it must have been festival. But on that same stage in the afternoon, it was when Wade uh, McN
and Gallows played. They played like the like the Radio One stage or whatever the hell it was at like three in the afternoon in front of like a load like family, yeah, pretty, oh, family oh, and just yeah. went in and I was like, yes, let's jump in. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. I miss festivals. Oh, yeah, do you know what I mean? That, that's, yeah, that's the one thing. Yeah. It's that yeah. afternoon, afternoon party all day. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Right, we need to steer this back to mental health. We, we do, man. We're geeking out a lot here. But this is hel- I feel like this is helping our mental health, you know, talking, nerding out on Bicky Clara and guitar. But this is it. Like, I, I, as, as I said, it's all like positive energy, right? Yeah, it's you nice, come, I tell nice you, things always. You, you know. come away thinking, I had a really nice chat. Yeah. yeah. Often I come out of my room in the garage and I go indoors <laughs> and I'm like, that's the best. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's the best. <laughs> Have you ever had any struggles, Holly, with your mental health? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, th- I feel like most people probably have, but um, yeah, when I was younger, definitely a lot. Um, growing up, uh, sort of, I can't remember when, what year, maybe when I was 17. We got just a, a lot of anxiety, um, and I got, basically, I developed OCD, um, yeah, which was quite horrible, actually. I mean, it's horrible at any age, but horrible at 17 because I think I was just so embarrassed by it, you know? I think that's the main thing I was. I felt embarrassment because OCD just kind of grips you and then you can't, you know, there's no rational thinking behind any of it. It's just, I must do these things and I must wash my hands a 100,000 times. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of that, um, yeah, just horrible. So I struggled with that I mean, it's one of those that never really goes away fully, but it's all about learning to cope with it and everything. And and now, yeah, I mean, I'm a million times better than I was then, but it's definitely been a journey. <laughs> and music, I mean, it's so cheesy, but music is just, you know, it's where I sort of channel it. It's, it's a good, it's that thing, isn't it? Of like, I, I had a lot of a lot of sort of OCD tendencies with like things like clothing and stuff. Like when I was mm-hmm. Like if I bought something and like it got a mark on, or like like instantly, I literally would fall to pieces. Like and, and be like, I can't. This isn't perfect anymore. And that like lack of and that that's obviously something that was sort of ingrained I, into me. I know. Like, it's, I mean, uh, like, the one thing that, that I really, the one thing that I've really kind of learned is I've learned more about mental health. Is that um, you know people uh, that like they'll um, they'll cling on to your label. Mm. So they'll go, oh, I'm really OCD. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like, no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not, yeah. <laughs> you don't know OCD. It can be crippling. Yeah, you know, it course. can be so devastating. Yeah, of course. And it can impact on your life in such a way that it's very hard for you to live your yeah. life like everyone else. Yeah. But I think everyone's like, oh, I'm so OCD. And you're like, no, you're mm. not. Or I'm so bipolar. It's like. It's yeah. such a throwaway term. Yeah, that as well, definitely. And you just how think. Do you deal with it, Holly? Um, how do I deal with the term, or how do I deal with the uh... <laughs> with, with the OCD? <laughs> that, that that little uh, that little nugget. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of it was just um, the usual stuff: um, medication, counselling, you know, um, and just having a good support network. Uh, but yeah, just day by day, just trying to push myself to be more sort of you know, just achieve that a little bit more, you know, it's, it's, a, yeah, it's a, that's quite a hard question. It, it is just, 
I think about it a lot, actually, because there's still some tendency to write, do, you know, especially now, I mean, we're in a global pandemic to do with germs and <laughs> give me that hand sanitizer, Jeff. Let me shower myself in it. No. Yes. Yeah, I must admit, I did have a bit of a panic when I saw that the everyone in the shops was buying up hand sanitizer gel. And I was like, no, you're not allowed to have this. Yeah. It's mine. <laughs> Do you find um, if you're more stressed, uh, it's worse? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's bit, yeah, all based around anxiety. So, yeah, it definitely just brings it out. Um, so I think that's the thing, trying to just not get stressed about things and just, that's the thing when you're younger, you just stress about everything, what people think of you, what your friends think of you, what what you're going to do with your life, you know, all these big decisions, uni and college and sixth form, whatever, you're going through so many things. And, you know, especially because also at that point, you know, I was sort of, you know, God, am I gay? Am I, you know, all these big, huge, massive life questions I was asking myself. I think it all sort of snowballed into me trying to control whatever I could control in my life at that point, and that's what you were thinking. It's interesting you talk about sexuality because uh, I like uh, over the years I've known and worked with quite a lot of people who have been gay, and um, I've very rarely met anyone who's kind of who's you know been non-normal sexuality rather than and some significant struggles because mm -hmm. it's like the world is like that but I'm like this but well, I can associate to it to quite an ex to some extent because I always uh, I always felt like everyone thought I was gay right. um, or I always felt different because of my mental health mm -hmm. so I can kind of associate with that difference mm. um, and I'm like and I just, I, I kind of came down to the the, the, the conclusion that um, like it's harder. You know, if, if you've got a different sexuality, it's, it's harder. Do mm. you think we're wrong? I think, um, especially when you're young, it's, mm. I think just young people just have so much pressure and they just blow everything up in their minds. And if I had just told everyone, I think it'd been absolutely fine. And, yeah. you know, my parents are super, super lovely. And, you know, yeah. my brother and sister, everybody, all my friends, nobody cared, obviously. No, obviously, you know. It's just when you're that age, you're 17, and you're like, oh, my God, you know, what? what? It's interesting, because at that age, like, me and my friends were, like, we used to, like, flag ourselves into indie clubs in London, like, a group of sort of boys wearing way too tight clothing, and, like, listening yeah. to them, extremely, like, and like the the, the 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 sort of appearance of sort of hanging out and being camp and, and like with, with one another. Like I've always sort of been quite open in the sense that um, in terms of sexuality, I do consider myself straight, but I've never stopped myself doing anything. And I and I would mm -hmm. you know, if I, if I felt a need to if I if I see, see fell in love with somebody, like I mean uh, just as an entity, regardless of sexuality or whatever, I've never stopped myself because like why would you? Do you know what I mean? If you, and that, that it takes. It takes strength and support from people to sort of have that in you, I think, as well. Because you know what I mean. I, yeah. mean, I remember wearing like an Oasis T-shirt at fourteen in Dagnum and some and like flared pop boutique trousers from like this gap. It was in it used to be in Covent Garden. Still might be there. But like literally, some like kid across the road going, "You're a fucking gay," and it's like, "Wow." Uh, like, I mean, how do you know? But like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like what? <laughs> I mean, and and that that. 
having that mentality and, and from from that age being like, and you're just a twat, and it's and 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 I and even if I was, even it, it gives a shit about my sexuality, like I tell you what, other I than myself, it. and it's like it takes it takes a lot of people like putting you to shit about all sorts of things in life. But like, it's your bloody choice. Isn't my, it? like, my, it's so hard. Like, so, so, you subscribe to social. Considering I, I'm not gay, my granddad uh, used to try and uh, knock the gay out of me. Right. Okay. That's oh my god. Jesus. Okay. That's yeah. so extreme. Right? I mean, wow. He used to force me to uh, um, like uh, to work on cars and. Um, like uh, make things out of wood and stuff. All, all stereotypically yeah. manly stuff. I mean, wow. Oh, yeah. How to instill a sense of wrong, eh? Yeah, yeah. And, like, make, and just basically make me feel worthless. Right. And it's like, but that, I'm not. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and that is why I've got a mental health problem. Oh, now. So, yeah, I mean, that's. <laughs> God, that's horrible. Yeah, that is. Found, have you found like um, any sort of support within uh, the gay community in London at all, in, like in, in terms of music, in terms of like your career choices and stuff, like directly because of it? Oh yeah, I mean, it's there's. I think there's so there's there's some amazing um, like a little amazing community out there um, yeah. where we just have millions of mates who are all in bands and that's, everyone's just so lovely and. I think it is. Just, my, my my understanding from like quite a while ago. Some friends of mine are um uh, they're in Oslo and they're, they're Norwegian. Um, and their experiences, their experience of living in London and being gay in a band was a very very different tale within within that community actually. Really? Yeah, they, because they, they they found London quite a hard place to be um, as, as as gay men, I guess. But um, that's a surprise. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, they're, they're, I was best man at their wedding in Oslo, so. Like, good, good, good. No, fun. that's sad to hear. Actually, that's really yeah. sad. I mean, I, mean, that's, I think you know, we have been lucky with our. Yeah, but I mean, I just I think I think it's a good thing that obviously of its time. I mean, they're they're significantly older than yourself. I'm sure <laughs> they're older than me. So you know, <laughs> but, but I think, like the, the change in the sort of change in. Uh, in, and also like community whereby like you know like hard bit hardcore punk bands wasn't necessarily associated with like old Compton Street. It was more disco. And I mean there's plenty of disco to dance to, but do you know what I mean? Like there yeah. is some alternative punk communities that happen to yeah, not not be straight as well, which is quite encouraging, do you know what I mean? <laughs> and that that's that's like openly is a new thing. Definitely, like generationally I mean. For like like the young 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 punk bands to be sort of young guitar bands oh yeah the kids have got it all sorted out like, it's fucking cool man it's so cool like, yeah. kids are like yeah. they don't care no they don't no nope, they just are who they are and they do what they want and everyone else is just it's so refreshing now you know because again, just you're interested it's down to challenges isn't it because it affects yeah. it affects like your perception of yourself will always change throughout yes. life it's a lot to do with generational uh, generations as well. I guess your granddad could have put sort of the idea in your mind that yeah, being gay was wrong because at a young age he was saying, you know, be, trying to beat you out of you. That's yeah. I think that was why. Why? But like, I was kind of um, pretty. I was brought up by women mostly. Like my mum was 
my mum is my closest person, mm. apart from maybe my wife, but <laughs> they're close. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and then I had two older sisters. My dad was pretty absent. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of brought up by women, and I think he felt the need to uh, make me more manly. Right. Thus, the mouth of manliness. <laughs> it's a great idea. Yeah, men and mental health, it's, it's just such a huge stigma, isn't there? Just, you know, that men are just, you know, get on with it, put yourself together. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of conversations happening recently that are really amazing. People are Do you think women are, women are better at this? Because I, I, from my experience, they are. Yeah, I, I agree. That they are or they aren't? They are. Women, women are oh, but I think, yeah, I do think that women do get, um, I think we can go, you know what, I'm struggling. And there's no, no one's going to go, you know what, you're, you need to, you know, pull yourself together and stop acting so, you know, this isn't what you should be doing. It's, you know, I think we can be a bit more like, uh, I'm struggling and, you know, I need help. Whereas I think men find it, I don't know, I'm not a man, so I don't know, but I, no, but from what I know of family and friends, they struggle to actually say, I'm struggling, I need help, because it's sort of seen as a kind of weakness thing. Or Yeah, it's like, so I, I grew up um, listening to my mum and her friends twice a week, uh, like I was around like the, the dining room table list, like they go to like their Weight Watchers clubs, right? Because everyone yeah. in the 80s, like I'm an 80s child, so they, they're all worried about their weight, unnecessarily, but that's just from my perspective. But like, and, and I'd sit and they would just talk for hours and hours and hours and it would all come out. And it's like, and the thing is like, but, yeah. but in a supportive way, like I grew up watching my mum do that and watching my younger sister do that, right? So I was, I was around that table, remember, right? So I'm sat there watching this engagement and that learning is called they were modeling yeah good behavior good behavior yeah exactly but, just I, being able to open up and not be worried of what yeah. anyone thinks it's, yeah i don't know do you guys find that if you when you sort of started suffering with mental health issues you yeah. were worried to say anything or is that i i I've, I've i've suffered from anxiety from various various different parts of my life like breakups, I've got children and all sorts of things, but waking up with like that horrible, horrible feeling in your stomach that you don't know what day it is. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. because again, because of the result of, of being around my mum and her friends and my sister and everybody else and listening to that, growing up with that, I resonate with people and sort of, and, and I'm helped by my friends when I'm able to be completely open and honest about it all. And, and, and then the ones, the friends of mine that can't or find it difficult to have those discussions, I tend to not see them as much. And that is just, it's good as just who I am. Like, I, I'm a bit of a gusher. I like sort of being like totally honest about my feelings with people. And, That's really good, yeah. And, and I think, yeah, but it's never, it's never caused me any problem other than potentially a bit of heartbreak. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? And, and, that's, and that's fine. That's life, you know? Like, it's funny. I think for me, I, uh, um, I, like, I was so close to my mum that I would know when my mum was having her period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, like, I, I, and because she would say to me, uh, "I'm sorry if I'm short today. I'm having my period." Mm. Uh, and uh, and my uh, mum had that. Me and my mum had that emotional language, which is quite special. Mm. Um, but I've had mental health problems for thirty six years, like since I was really little. Yeah, um, I think. Um, but what happened is that. Uh, so my, um, my dad and my 
grandparents, like the men in my family, would um, mm. they'd all they'd they'd um, kind of say to my mum like, "Oh, you're you're babying him, you're babying him, he's a baby." Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it kind of works against me. It was almost like another mm. opportunity to attack. Yeah. Which then made me feel like I was shit again. Of course. So, like, yeah, I had clinical depression from knowing. Yeah. It's like a mess. Oh, my God. Absolute mess. Um, so, did you ever get uh, any counselling or medication or anything, Holly? Yeah, yeah. Um, I went on the can't even remember what they're called now just basically antidepressants you know as it is just trying to calm my mind down <laughs> um and yeah build up the good serotonin <laughs> yeah, yeah um yeah and then i had an amazing doctor who sort of talked me through it and helped me so much um and i remember on my last day i, I would never open you know i'd never touch the door handles going in or out of his doctors thought you know that was just no no who knows who's been in there you know um and then on my final day getting this help um i went to the door handle and i rubbed my hands all over it and they made like a big thing of it and he laughed and was like yeah you're cured now kind of thing because it's something that we'd worked up to it seems so little to be like you can touch this door handle but it was such a huge thing at the time for me to be able to do it and then feel horrible about it yeah, it's horrible. Horrible, isn't it? <laughs> Fantastic. It's, it's, a, it's a weird one. I think um, people, uh, like I've been, yeah, I've, like I've, had, I've been in um, psychotherapy groups for years, for uh, like three years, and uh, so you hear lots of things. And um, there's always this kind of, like I've had so many people in those groups and they'll be like, well, my... My husband expects me to be cured. Right. Like <laughs> I've had medication. I'm having psychotherapy like every week for f- three to five years, and I'm not cured. Mm. And uh, you said it before, Holly, about uh, y- you manage. Yeah, yeah. It's not. Yeah, when I said the word cured earlier, I thought, well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you're never really cured, are you? It's kind of sad. You just cope, and you. And it goes ups and downs all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's that thing of like, you seem like a, a really lovely, positive person. And it's. Oh, thank you. You guys do too, you know? It's, yeah, I know, I know. And I'm, I am mental as hell. But it's interesting because everybody is coping, right? And it's like, if you, can, mm-hmm. if you start to see yourself like from a. That's sort of right, like from the right. other side, like the other, the sort of the other perspective of like I know I know that like I've got weird glitchy habits personally. I do. I know I do. I've got loads of weird little things that I do for no reason other than it's my weird little things and yep. my potential streak of autism in my. It's in my anxiety. It's anxiety and it's all sorts of shit. And it, yeah. but then I know I learn, and as as I'm sure you do yourself, it's everything is always there. It's just you've got to do the right things like to, to benefit benefit it's your conversations accident. though. Yeah, but I have a lot of like conversations this. to myself, man. Yeah, like, yeah. like a lot. And I, yeah. I I've been caught having very deep conversations with myself quite regularly in life. And everyone's like, You're always talking to yourself. It's like but you know well, what? Yeah, uh, I know, I need to. My, that's uh, good if it helps, you know. <laughs> my therapist was uh 
like one of the therapists that I've had, uh, Peter, he often says that um, the conversations you have with yourself, yeah, like you can control those conversations. Yeah, of course. And you and what you say to yourself, yeah, is really important. Mm. So if you say nice things and you say good things to yourself, like oh, I didn't, you know, I, I touched that handle. Mm. You know, all of those things uh, are about being better yeah. and recovering. So if you can turn those conversations to more positive than positive negative, yeah, then, then life's a bit better. Yeah, and I think I think that goes, that's, that's quite true, actually, of like, again, like my sort of current addiction of like really liking to overly chat about everything to people. And like, because I, like, I like sort of positive response, I think. I'm all about energy. Like, we all like that, though. We all, we all like know, positive response. But, see, but seeing, but not validation. I mean, like, just actual, someone yeah. talking, like looking you in the eye and being like, I'm glad you're happy. Like, it's really nice. And, like, instead of mm-hmm. phoning someone up and going, oh, like, and they tell you good news and you go, oh, fuck. Like, the, 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 so yeah. I was doing that. Actually going, yeah, that's amazing. Like, well done, man. Like, like I'm so proud of you as a friend. Like, it's, it's the best thing in the world. And, yeah, it takes fucking ages to get to that point, but it can do, like as an example. But you know, but, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, do you get plenty of support then? Uh, like, you and your uh, girlfriend, are you like, is she kind of on board and she's really good? And uh, I, I, I get that now. <laughs> yeah, no, she is. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, we've been together seven years. Um, so, yeah, she's just fully knows if I'm like, just knows every mood. <laughs> if I'm feeling a bit anxious, maybe a little bit quiet, or, you know. Also, it is one of those things that I think it's important not to push people, I guess, um, to, you know, because sometimes you just want to not have to talk lots about it, but sometimes you really want to talk loads about it, and you feel really good and then yeah it just depends but she's just yeah i never ever have to say you know leave me alone or anything <laughs> no i'm really lucky there don't you find there's a fine line like sometimes my wife will just go fucking sort it out <laughs> enough <laughs> and then she'll say it just the right time when i need to hear that at other times she's like i'm a bit worried yeah yeah, yeah. but they know when you've gone too far and you're like they have to, <laughs> yeah. Seven years. Yeah. Seven years. This is it. Well, well. <laughs> Lauren is actually engaged. Lauren, the bass player in the band. They were meant to get married in May. They are, sorry, still getting married in May, but it's a very yeah. small wedding now. Different. Me and Lucy were going to sing them down the aisle. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. Oh, yes. I was going to say, yeah. we're not playing. Surely, can it happen? Well, this is, I mean, I don't, I, we're all keen. We're all keen for it. But, you know, it's, Lauren's obviously got a lot going on that day. So, yeah. but I think she pretty much wants it to happen. You know, she said, let's, let's do it. But me and Lucy just worried we might be too drunk at that point as well. <laughs> I mean, like, you can just learn some, like, classic wedding covers. Yeah, just the Just in your style, like, just do it. Like, it's got a bit Sweet of... Sweet child of mine or something like that. <laughs> Uh, that's a classic end of wedding like everyone's pissed up <laughs> parties, you know that well, what was funny when Warren was talking earlier and this shows the age difference yeah. when Warren was talking earlier about uh, wearing skinny clothes and going to an indie club yeah uh, 
like that room, like when I was very young, skinny clothes, cowboy boots, <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 biker jacket, yeah, man, Guns and Roses, Guns and Roses, Skiff Row, no, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I on. think cowboy boots need Guns to make a huge comeback. Box. They seem to have got a pass <laughs> with that, haven't they? Guns and Roses, like, yeah, yeah, all right, they had some tunes. But, like, if you start <laughs> talking about, like, Poison or uh, any of those other 80s hair rock bands, they were misogynistic as hell. Yeah, of course mm-hmm. they were. I mean, like, what's, what's um, who was Motley Crue. Motley Crue. I mean, fuck, that. I can't think of anything worse. They all wore makeup and they just abused and they were just they women. abused women for like what twenty years or some shit. It's, it's like I mean, come yeah. on. Now, Did you see like, uh, Marilyn Manson? Is, uh, yeah. I know. I know, and it's like I was shocked. It's super yeah. awkward because I actually went to a Christmas party a couple of years ago dressed as him. Oh, um, no. I know it's terrible. Oh, There's pictures everywhere, and I'm like. Oh. I need to get rid of these pictures, oh, you know. So yeah, it's terrible. I can't believe that. I mean, I, unfortunately, I can believe the allegations. That's the that's the thing, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's sad. It's unfortunate. I think. I that, think he he became very is, LA, and it's this LA thing, dude. Like it's. I mean, it's all just run by. Oh, you've been to LA. I've been a few times. Yeah. But it's not. It's just icky. Is is the best described. And, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. like there's still a hunger. I really like LA actually. I liked it for the fact that I could go to a bar and chat to someone about music and then suddenly you're like in someone's party listening to fucking out the driving. That's what happened on my last trip. It was a lot of fun in Hollywood. Great. But like <laughs> but at the same point though, like that, there's a desperation to to, to it's not like London and, and like any major city really, but unfortunately like a lot of a lot of like certain worlds are just ran by arsehole old school men that have instilled that 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 structure of abuse, yeah. and it's like, I mean, like, I, it, I, I just can't. It's existed for so long. There's so many cover-ups, and from like the, yeah. the BBC onwards, <laughs> like, I mean, from here to to Hollywood, whatever else. It's like, I mean, it's not surprising, is it? I mean, they just, you know, I'm often quite interested in the idea that maybe, you know. Um, they were kind of brought up by strong women. Yeah, well, maybe it was maybe it was that. It's, what like revolting against? The, yeah, so to kick kicking back. Yeah, I wonder. You Possibly. Mean, I mean, a lot of these people. I mean, just purely on a base level, look as fucked up as hell. So yeah, maybe they're just like they've just been abused to, to a point where not been abused, sorry, but or maybe they have been abused mm-hmm. and then they kick back. But I think I think unfortunately it's just been a mainstay in culture. The men's just, but as as you said about like wolf whistling girls on stage because they're on stage, it's like how is that? How is that still in existence in life? I know. I mean, honestly, like I would never think of doing that. I'm Maybe I'm privileged. Quite embarrassed, but, you know? man. Yeah, I have been a hundred percent. Just in creative. Yeah, it's horrible. It's just, yeah, street man. Like if you want to wear like if 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 you know it still happens a hundred percent with like with just stereotypical men or a, a girl in gym gear. Or like walking along and like wearing tight clothing, someone will make a comment because it's like it's fucking inbuilt and it's like that expectation. You know, that expectation. Uh, of what reaction? And go, oh, you're so amazing! I want to be with you. It's like, I always used my to god, man! It's like, oh, I, yeah, I, like, what are they expecting? Yeah. Sick. Like, <laughs> I remember uh, I, I worked uh, uh, at Asda in Tilbury, and Tilbury's a docking town, like not a docking. 
<laughs> like a docker's town and it's very kind of old school and, uh, and uh, uh, the fact that I didn't like football like everyone the first thing they'd say to you is who's your support and I'd be like uh, I don't know I don't like football and they'd be like right you're yeah. shunned yeah. you haven't met our manly quota yeah, yeah. and you've got long hair yeah. no no, you're not in. You're not in the club. I mean, yeah. my my dad was a football manager. Oh yeah. yeah. And, uh, oh wow. Okay. And I became a. Musician, but you liked football, right? That's, that's yeah. what. Oh. I got into rock and roll and drink. That's what happened, you know. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I'm a football fan, but I'm not a football fan. Do you know what I mean? I was brought up to support Tottenham. I've been to it. My uncle used to take me, but my uncle also bought me Finn Lizzie Alive and Dangerous. So it's like, and, that's and a good uncle, you know. That's <laughs> you know I mean? and the Who live at Leeds, Shamsi, oh. best of. What else did you buy me? And yeah, Hendrix Experience, like the sort of comp record that was out. And it's yeah, like mate. when I heard like Castle was made of sand, I was like, I'm going to play that tune one day, man. On that strap for that Marshall, which is my know, first setup actually. Yeah. Uh, Amazing. My, my parents, uh, they didn't really like music, but they uh, they used to listen to the Carpenters. Yeah, and I remember great records, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I remember being really young and watching the um, the biopic of Carolyn Carpenter. I remember watching that film. Had bulimia. Yeah, and she died as a result of it. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I think that all just seeped into my my Mm. fucked up brain. (laughs) (laughs) She's a hero, man. Them tunes are amazing. So, who are your heroes, Holly? Pretty similar to my guitar heroes, to be honest. Who are your heroes generally, though? Have you got heroes outside of guitars? Oh, yeah, that's a really good question. Hmm. I I just think, like, really strong... I think, for me, it's strong gay women, who I just think are amazing. Holland Taylor. Yeah. It's, like, a really amazing woman. Um... And I, well, I know she obviously she's not gay, but Dolly Parton, and I know you said out of music, but I'm going to put Dolly Parton in there. <laughs> I love Dolly. A ship from day. Yeah, she, does, yeah. she always has done. Yeah. I watched her at Glastonbury. Yeah, so I did, yeah. Next level. <laughs> I did cry. Yeah, man. I'm real. Absolutely unreal. Cool. Never seen her live. I'm so jealous. <laughs> she played the saxophone. She went, if you see me play it yeah. behind my head, then she just turned around. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Good girl, yeah. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. <laughs> mm, gosh, yes. I think so many people. So many people, but I've gone completely blank. <laughs> um, nice and good. It's on the spot. It's on the spot. <laughs> tell me some of your heroes. Give me some... Uh... <laughs> it's funny because, you know, like, uh, you talk about like women in music and... Um, like, you know, as far as like women in bands, mm. mm-hmm. it's it's like it, it's quite it's not that easy to come up. With. I you mean, know, like, no. you know, Courtney Love, nice. Joan Jett, Joan Jett's a big hero of mine. Joan Jett, yeah, of course. See, do, do you Susie Quattro, yeah, of course. They're all coming out now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So for me, like my 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 icons were women in bands, like especially when I got into like post hardcore. There was a band called Pretty Girls Make Graves, which uh, okay, yeah. Like they were signed to Domino actually, and then I saw them in mm-hmm. Seattle. No, sorry, New Jersey. They're from Seattle, and um, I was a big fan of like 
a lot of like these French Kiss records, and um, which are not a dissimilar label to Extra Mile, actually, in the sense that like they had their like it was a very local thing that it was like the New York based uh, label, but they signed a lot of sort of bands that kind of end up gravitating to New York. Like, so Pretty Girls Not Grab is an amazing band named after a Smith tune as well. I love the Smiths. He loves the Smiths. Yeah. I've got a portion of course, that I did myself. Yeah, no. You can tap in. Love it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Kathleen Hannah. Kathleen Hannah's a big hero. Sorry, just getting them all now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. It's good. It's the way. Yeah. Yeah, Björk. She's amazing. She's, she's literally my ultimate ultimate hero in terms of production of songwriting. And yeah. Have you seen well. the... She's very impressive. Lyrically, it's just like she's she's everything to me. Have you seen Dancer in the Dark? Yeah, I mean, it's so my friend recorded the soundtrack. That's so. yeah, this is this weird one because last one, Tria, it's quite often they quite often they don't like his depictions of women. Mm. That's because of his mother, right? Isn't it something to do with his mum? Or according to uh, that's what I read. Somewhere. Have you seen Nymphomania? Yeah, have you seen it, Holly? Yeah, I haven't actually, no. Um, so he made a film. The last one, Trio, is one of my favourite. I'm banging into films. The last one, Trio, is one of, I think, one of the best mm. directors of yeah. our generation and more. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did Melancholia yeah. Yeah. Uh, with uh, Kirsten Dunst. Mm. That's wicked. Which I really associated with that. But Nymphomania, uh, I think, is one of the best films ever. And there's two of them. Mm. Um, and it it kind of follows the story of the woman who was the nymphomaniac. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not such it, it actually makes men look like devils. Yeah. But it makes her look very broken in the same respect. Mm. And if you haven't seen it, it's on, I think it's on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, great. I'll check it out. Definitely. It's amazing. But it's quite uh, heavy. Mm. Quite heavy and dark, but it's. I think it's one of the best things I've ever seen. Mm. Wow, definitely have to watch it then. Beautiful things, mate. Yeah, we're at at the hour and 15. Oh no, we're at the hour, I think, aren't we? Yeah, because we were online for a little bit longer. Just to to say, y'all. Well, just before we go, actually, so so what's next for you guys? So the album's the album's coming out soon, right? So, so yeah, we're writing it now at the moment. so early next year will be when we release it, or the amazing extra mile will release it. Have you recorded them? Um, so we haven't recorded it yet. Um, we're just writing it. So we did our we had our single that got released copy, um, which we already had recorded before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything went mad. Um, so yeah, we need to get back in the studio and crack on. <laughs> Yeah, What's interesting, because uh, when I was reading the bits about you guys, it keeps going fuzz, fuzz, fuzz. But you yeah. don't even use a fuzz pedal. <laughs> Where is all this fuzz coming from? Lauren does. No. Lauren uses the amazingly named um, Big Muff pedal. Yeah. Which oh, is like... <laughs> and she'll go... Yeah, he's got one. Oh, yeah, nice. One of my favourite pedals of all time. Yeah, it's be- beautifully, beautifully articulated. That is, she brings the fuzz, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. brilliant. I often, the other thing is that uh, there's often like the kind of, they say, uh, grunge as well. Hmm. It's like, uh, and I don't, like, I think it's more riffy than grunge. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I hear we that. have so yeah, we have so many different. It's almost funny when we try and tell people our genre because yeah. oh, someone described me as a folk singer before. Um, right. <laughs> that was a weird one. <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? Because your interpretation of music is yours, and it's like you can't. But you know, I've always had a problem with genre, like massively, because mm -hmm. with a lot of different sort of stuff. And it's and when you're a musician, you're a musician, right? That's it. Like it's not. Oh well, I won't listen to that. Like when you grow up, you listen to everything. Like and that's that's you do right and and you enjoy yeah. oh yeah interpret it one way or whatever. So then when then when you get in the industry and someone says, "Oh, so what are you?" It's like it's the shittest question in the world. You're like, oh, a little bit of rock. Like you make cool tunes, you play guitar like Hendrix, you're killing it. That's no, what I want. Oh, oh wow! Well. <laughs> well, no, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, wow! <laughs> it's the way you're killing it. You can write our next biography, you know, yeah, that's... Coming up whenever you like. As long as I get to come to your shows for free, I'm, I'm laughing. A hundred percent. Yeah, I hear more um, kind of like white stripes. Yeah, oh, very nice, very nice. Yeah, I do love Jack White and his guitar playing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean... But then you have those nice breakdowns as well. Those nice builds. Yeah, yeah, solid. That you don't when you get with the white stripes. No. I'll tell you what, there's a tune he did with uh, Beyonce on Lemonade, which is like, it's such a tune. Uh, what is it? I Know Yourself. I don't know the name of it. It's on, on Beyonce's record with Jack White. That tune is next level. The oh, guitars really? and like the keys. When he did his like, last solo record, it was around that time, I think. That yeah. He's next level. Like, it, it really is. I do love his stuff in Dead Weather as well. I think he's got some yeah. really good... Yeah. Oh, Alison Moss. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have got a quiet thing for her. Yeah. <laughs> very excited then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she will do, mate. Yeah, that's all right, though. It's fine. She's lovely, though, to be fair. But yeah, I've seen the dead weather. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're amazing. Amazing. Yeah, Jack White. Yeah. It's just any project he's in is just... Yeah. Brilliant. And yeah, she's fantastic as well. Just absolutely love love that band. Uh, you know what I think it is though? It's not that like I really fancy uh, Alison Mossart. It's that I just think she looks cool as hell. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I'd like to be able to dress like that. Yeah. And I wish I had the balls to do it. Yeah man. Where, where yeah, she's wicked, yeah. Right. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you, Holly. Thank you guys. Thanks. It's been uh, amazing. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, fresh. 